It's uh, hockey for sissies, bro. Oh, oh, That's all for the freak sissies. it is. They go, are, go. No, sorry. Oh, oopsie. Uh, Stepped on some toes. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Catholics and all the other people coming <laughs> after us. Right. Uh, but the point tune is, tune in next tune week yeah. when we take on KJV. Things are things are crazy. Things get get bad. The world is all a uh, uh, trouble. Yeah. So I think that's, that's probably a good uh, encouraging bit there. But what they don't understand is that they there's so much brainwashing that has happened. Take a couple of scriptures, not even connected, and then he would tell stories, anecdotes, that sort of thing, and and basically scare people, beat them into submission through fear. It's a very um, sensitive area because I was subject to a, a lot of that and a lot of what mm. people thought was good. Corrupt, crazy cult mindsets. Mm-hmm. What's the discussion you're having with somebody that says you're not even right with God? Welcome to another episode of Charting Life. Today we're going to explore on our island a little bit, the island that we're tasked with charting ourselves and trying to figure out the highs and the lows and where everything is. Uh, we're going to explore our, uh, our culture a little bit, both my and Aaron's uh, culture that we grew up in, similar but differences, and kind of contrasting that with uh, some of the uh, things we're kind of seeing come to light in different areas, especially within, I guess you could say, Christianity or quote-unquote Christianity, right. um, the new documentary the shiny happy people has uh, the duggars jill duggars kind of the big uh, name for that one and um, her sister uh, ginger duggar also wrote a book which is really interesting uh, so i figure we'll, we'll take a look at some of these uh, topics and talk about that so before we get started with kind of giving an overview of what these are are you familiar aaron with some of the stuff have you ever watched the show i am i've just watched that series yeah the uh the shiny happy people mm-hmm. yeah were you too familiar with the duggars before then or no honestly i didn't know much about them except for they just had a lot of kids. Yeah, lots of kids and pretty famous for it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, especially those who were you know Christians, conservatives, or in our general vicinity of the uh, uh, Christian family tree, were like, okay, that's kind of nice and cool and everything. They didn't really get into too much of their theology, right. but it was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Good to see that they're you know represented in a good way, a good family, all of that. And no family is perfect, and you know reality shows are gonna. The, the purpose of reality shows are to tell a story, you know. So. Little sidetrack. My favorite show is The Amazing Race. I love the you know oh, teams yeah. are traveling around the world together and everything. And I've I've tried to get on several times myself. Uh, I would still love to do that. <laughs> um, love to be the, a part of the, 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 the worst. Race. Yeah, the worst thing would be to get out on the first uh, uh, episode. That that would that would be pretty bad. But anyways, looking into some of this stuff, they're uh, uh, they talk, say that they're essentially telling a story about relationships. So you have brothers and sisters or whatever um, beyond just the race around the world. So take that to put into uh whether it's the um the duggar family or any other reality show that's kind of like a lifestyle yeah. reality show that they're trying to tell a story so uh the the idea that the family is portrayed as basically perfect and the kids are just stand-up kids being amazing and you know you don't see the darker side of it i'm not that that part didn't bother me too much because you just you know that nobody's perfect <clears throat> right. you know unless they make the declaration hey we're perfect we don't have these problems so um the shiny happy people documentary it covered the some of the, the behind the scenes that what went on, and I think some people kind of wanted this tabloid tell all of what was going on, whether that was uh, Ginger Duggar's book or the Jill Duggar's um, uh, documentary here. But it wasn't quite that. But they did expose a lot of problems that was within their culture, things that was growing up, some of the the issues there, and there were a lot of glaring issues that I found were problems with some of the way that they grew up, things they were they were taught, like some of their lifestyle that 
on the surface doesn't look so bad, but as you right. start to get in deeper, there's some significant issues. Um, so, so Aaron, what what stood out to you in kind of watching the show that uh, that might kind of play into that? Like you you know might be okay on the surface, but it was really kind of dark as you get into it. I mean, I, I'd say probably the biggest window that I got out of that series was the fact that there's so many cults really out there. Um, and that's, to be honest, that's what I view their religion as, is is a very niche cult mentality. It's a full quiver, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, doctrine or something. Using something I heard one time, and it's kind of stuck with me. A guy said a sliver doctrine. A sliver doctrine? I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. He said you take a sliver of this scripture and a sliver of that okay, scripture. Yeah, yeah. And you make a whole doctrine based oh, off man. of that. That's good. I uh, um, I had a friend once who called them scripture fragments. Mm, you know, you yeah. have to take this little verse, you take half of one verse, and you, you apply it to your life and everything like that. Uh, yeah, so that's definitely uh, some pretty messed up things. So, so one of the things that uh, both of the Duggars they would talk about is what the way um, their the, their leader Bill Gothard would use scripture is he would take one or two verses that aren't really together or linked together out of context that kind of say a similar thing. Then he'd go into this spiel about giving stories and anecdotes, and if somebody did not follow this rule or principle, life went bad. They got in a car wreck or lost their job and all that sort of stuff. Pretty familiar, Graham. Yeah, yeah. And and so if you follow these principles, if you do these steps, man, things are going to go well for you. But if you step out from that, there's going to be a big problem. Yeah. And, you know, again, so, you know, this I think you're probably fair in your assessment that's very cult like. At best, it's cult like, but I think it very well. You know, they're not drinking Kool Aid per se, yeah. uh, literal Kool Aid, but yeah. uh, but uh, spiritual no, Kool Aid. They're, they're drinking it, yeah. Uh, so it's supplying, yeah. populating the yeah. whole earth. Well, fair enough, yeah. And it's, I mean, it, it is really sad uh, to see that. So before we get you know even any further into the documentary and the the IBLP and all that kind of stuff, um, I want to think about like our childhoods growing up. You you grew up in church, right? It wasn't like a you know, your parents brought you when you were like 12 or something. You, you grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think, I think when I was like three, my mom started going back to church. And so I basically grew up in it. Now, I think it, for those who may not be too familiar, yours is kind of more of the holiness. It was a uh, holiness Pentecostal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we definitely both have Pentecostal upbringing. So yours is the holiness. What, what do you think is, how, how would you define holiness or at least as you understood it from, you know, childhood or how you understand now, how would you define that? Being wholly separated unto the Lord. Yep. Uh, and that is the broad statement that right. encompasses the entire life. So what would make you unholy? Sin. Sin of any kind, any yep. variety. Yeah. Iniquity. Yeah, iniquity. That's another fun fun word for Same you know, all in there. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I haven't done a word study on it yet, but it seems like it's, you know... Uh, two ways to say the the same thing. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> nice. If you know, you know. Suck. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. You get it. You get it. Yeah. If you yeah. If you know, you know. So, anyways. Um. So, what what are some of the consequences that, if you can remember any or think of them? That I can remember. If you were if you were unholy or you sinned, uh-huh. you know, like what were some things that would happen to you? Is it, or is it all spiritual or is it just oh, physical? Oh no, or? it was physical. Okay. Because uh, their job is to make sure that you understood it was wrong, right? Right. They're the leadership of the mm-hmm. church. So uh, when things would go wrong, I would be usually disciplined mm-hmm. by, you can't play music on the platform anymore. Okay. Taking certain rights and privileges away from you. Yeah. Um, but, and at the same time in yeah. that, in that understanding, like, you're serving God when you are doing music or you're that sort of stuff. So that's the claim. 
Yeah, so so you're you're doing all this, yeah, within this, this mindset. So you're serving God, you make a mistake, big or small or whatever it is, enough for them to say yeah. you can't do this. And so you're almost kind of paying your your mm-hmm. penance and doing your, your 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 payback. And you're also at the same time not serving God. You know, at least the, the way the, the mindset's built up. Um, now would they do that over minor infractions or like, you know, bigger things or it just kinda of depends on the Well, you know, uh First off, let's let's talk about how people find out anything. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna end up going there, but yeah, it's usually gossip. Yeah, it's usually somebody saw you, you know, yeah. huffing the ganji behind the fence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Oh, man. I'm just, it's not quite that bad at all. More like I I didn't do my homework, or like mm-hmm. I got in a fight at school, or right. like being disrespectful. Know, yeah, or I was trying to be funny. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Imagine that never happening growing right. up with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So constantly being in trouble about like and nothing bad. I'm not yeah. over here breaking car windows. Right. I'm over here throwing jokes. <laughs> That's right. literally it. Yeah. You would think it was god awful, but uh, yeah, usually treated that way. There was some kind of take away yeah. from you. And as we know, gossip is not a sin itself oh yeah it's not the bible that, that way at all <laughs> yeah no that's uh that's pretty um i probably should have done some homework and brought that up the, the scripture up but i, I kind of do the add thing even when i'm teaching or preaching hey, i have these i come in my head i'm like oh yeah, i know the verse i can't tell where it's at but but basically you know you know gossip is pretty bad too and then sometimes gossip if it's wrong can be close to slander as well that's that's not good I mean, but gossip but, in general yeah is, to correct what Matt's saying, we are joking about it not being wrong. But yes, when it yeah. comes down to that, um, it's it's all in what you feel is more wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, and, and so within the Christian, I guess you could say community, Christian the faith and theology, on one hand, if you see somebody who's their incense or doing something wrong, and uh, whether they know it or they don't, there is something beneficial about going and helping a brother or sister out, you know, with with a, a type of uh, brotherly or, or si- like a sibling type of love. Say, so, hey, Aaron, I want the best for you. I saw you were doing this. You know, I, I'm not, you know, not going to rat you out. I'm not going to do it, whatever. But like, you know, you know, it, do you want to talk about it? Is there, you know, it kind of still leaving it up to you. But there's also the way Christians, as I'm familiar with, uh, likes to gossip or get around <laughs> gossip. As, well, as, they're praying for you, right, bro. That's what right, it is. Exactly. At, hey, at, pray yeah, for my brother. He's yeah. up here struggling with the... <laughs> right. the Panog, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the like whatever, you right. know, whatever the case is, right? Yeah, he's struggling. Man, I hear he's struggling with this. Got a prayer request for he this just person. Can't stop that person. cars, right? I know. Yes, in his blood. Is that a euphemism? No, I'm just kidding. no uh, I don't even know how that one would work. But <laughs> that's a joke you would get in trouble for, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how it. You know, it's funny sometimes, and this isn't uh, strictly for people who are really conservative or really like on the holiness side, but yeah. it's kind of a human condition. We think we can kind of do a loophole and get around God and kind of like, oh, he's not going to notice, you know. Right. And I understand everyone listening may not be Christian, but, you know, at least kind of step into the way that we're, we're understanding in our worldview for this. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, if God is is basically all-knowing and he, he knows us better than we know ourselves, you know, you're not going to pull one over on him, you not know. But uh, a lot of times we like to justify things in our own sight. Um, sure. whatever it is. And so whether that's being way too loose on the rules or way too strict on the rules, you know, right. that's uh, you know, if, if you take the balance scale, the, the ones that are on the extremes are really the ones that unfortunately get, um, publicized, they get to the front and the top and Hey, and it looks like everybody on the, um, maybe the holiness or the, the, the strict side is, is in this camp, you know, right. whether it is like the really strict, uh, uh, let's say holiness, uh, what are these, the, um, 
Tower of Power, I think it is. The ladies have to, they had their hair up instead of hair down. I think there's like a modesty thing in there. And so they start with the Holy Ghost and, and, and start to... No, you it's know, not move. a modesty thing. It's with a, the hair up? It wasn't modesty? No. Cause, oh, okay. Because the Bible says for a woman to have her hair on top of her head. Yeah. And that, they, they take that literal. Oh, okay, yeah. That's why the beehives, man. Right, That's yeah. why they're so high up in the head because when yeah. you have fruit... Not in a good way either. Yeah. <laughs> but when you when you have four foot of hair hanging yeah. off your head, you literally and you see a scripture and a preacher says, "Hey, your hair should be on on top of your head." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what do they do? Oh, we're we want to be closer to God. We're mm-hmm. we're not foolish. We yeah. can read. Absolutely. Yeah, that, anyways, right. that's a sidetrack from what you're saying. But yeah, that's a deeper dive into why those standards mean what they mean. To right. Them. Now I, I find it interesting because you know I'm I uh, as a minister I like to look at different uh, theological takes and and why certain people would say uh, get certain uh, I guess um, uh, thoughts out of the Bible mm-hmm. uh, in particular why do you do certain practices some would take things in a very um, literal sense yeah. others would take it like very metaphorical yeah. and and kind of you know all over the place and sometimes the ones I really watch out for are the ones that, again, they twist it to suit what they want. So they're really literal over here on this thing, and they're really loose on the other thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's definitely one of those red flags. You know, red flag doesn't well, always mean danger, but... We'll step into a know. side note here. Sure. The reason you have that diversity is because there's no no organization. Fair enough. So yeah. that's how... I don't think I've ever thought of it mm-hmm. that way. But to, you know, to, vol- to divulge the mm-hmm. truth, I feel like that's the reason for the disconnect between... The aligned uh, beliefs churches, uh, but they they still can't see eye to eye right. with everything else. There's no organization holding them all together mm-hmm. under a unified belief. Yeah. Well, Catholics would disagree. Catholics are the foundation. And the, uh, what is it, the, the Eastern Orthodox too? They would kind of, they're very similar theologies. And um, of so course, I know some Catholics are going to really upset at me. But so so within Catholicism, there are different variations here and there, like, uh, the you know, a priest might, you know, lean this way on one thing, this way on another, but they all basically have to submit to um, basically the apostolic authority um, passed down through the popes and church tradition. And, but it's and, all Catholic, though, right? Yeah, so, so the, yeah, so for Catholics, you know, they say, you know, what, whether you're going to this church here or a church in, you know, all, on the other side of the country um, <clears throat> with the name Catholic, you're going to get the same thing. Um, so do they not get their rules from the Vatican that's uh, passed down? Well, I guess it depends on what you mean by rule. They have different, like, obviously, their like, ordinances, they're yeah, following, yeah. Like, so things that they follow. There's, like, the, the dogma, which basically is you cannot afford to be wrong about this. You have to be right. Um, and if you are going to believe that, uh, you know, if you're going to be Catholic, you have to agree to all of these dogmas. Um, and then there's other, you know, second and third, which I learned the word is tertiary. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Tertiary? So sec- sec- tertiary. Like, uh, primary, secondary, and, like, the third. I don't know what fourth would be, but... It Well, I think it's pronounced Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Dude, I know it anywhere. It's yeah. wash your sister. <laughs> Dude, oh, man. to the bank. Man, I... Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think they're going to cash that check. But, uh, <laughs> yes. No, but anyway, so so I don't want to... I'm not a Catholic, but I, I, I do have... You're shaming on them all, yeah. bro. No, well, they're coming out. Uh, they're going to get you with that rosary be strangling. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Here, you were apologizing to Catholics. Right. Now I'm apologizing to the Catholics. Look, Uh-oh. Catholics, we love y'all. Yeah. All right. Uh, brothers, sisters in Christ. But um, no, the uh, uh, so I have friends that are Catholic, and it's an interest. You know, some of the stuff in me. I know sometimes they get a bad rap for certain theological takes that are not quite what they actually believe. Um, but, um, so anyways, you talk about like rules and stuff. The idea is that, um, and again, if, if you're Catholic and you want to give a correction, a loving correction without just saying you're some evil Protestant scum, uh, <laughs> you know, a loving correction, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to listen to that, um, to, to what you have to say. But I guess the idea is that you, we have scripture, but on par with scripture, like e- co-equal with scripture is church tradition and apostolic authority. So, for example, if the Pope says whatever he wants or writes it, it's not necessarily a word from God. But if he is identifying that this is a word from God, whatever it is, then then that's the case. And so they, they have other, you know, I guess a, a type of Congress, so to speak, um, that, you know, they vote on different stuff here and there. They have church councils. But, but yeah, that's kind of like how it works. And so it's but on a much larger scale than most other Protestant denominations. Man, we've really got off track. Here. If you, but that's fine. Look, I yeah. want to stop it right mm-hmm. here. You can gather where we're going after this. If you're a Catholic and you know what you believe, please talk to us because I would love. I still don't understand the Catholicism beliefs whatsoever. Uh, I'm still misguided by a lot of those. So I would mm-hmm. love to yeah. have a deep dive one episode just to to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. I think uh, I, you know, get yeah. informed a lot. Maybe that'd be an, even an interview show if we find that's, a Catholic. That's the idea. Is there like a, a website called Rent a Catholic or something? Maybe don't look can. that up. I don't. I've not looked it up. But just in case, Rent to Rent, own. Rent, oh no! Oh man! Uh, but you know, no, maybe we can, I think we can try to get somebody in. Um, you know, and in, in, uh, maybe talk yeah. about that. Some of the differences and everything. In sure. um, you know, there's there's times and places for debates. We'll see what all that looks like. But um, but anyways, the back to kind of um, making scripture what you want it to be because that's backtracking several minutes here. But so within the context what we're talking about with the uh, the Duggars situation, that's the the main guy uh, Gothard. He would take a couple of scriptures, not even connected, and then he would tell stories, anecdotes, that sort of thing, and and basically scare people, beat them into submission through fear that you know you're gonna you're gonna die, things are gonna go wrong with you. Uh, if you step out of your quote umbrella of authority, um, the ginger Duggar, I think she's the, the younger of the, the two that came out with their information. She was saying how, um, she was afraid entirely that, you know, um, like she was going to get in a car wreck if she sure. went to the, I think she told a story, I guess there's something called broom ball. As I understand, it is hockey for those who don't like to fight and those who don't like to freeze to death. Uh, so anyways, but yeah, so it's, it's, I guess it's a, maybe a, a, a it's um, hockey for sissies, oh, oh. bro. That's <laughs> all the freak it is. That's all I mean, you know, that you're not wrong. What yeah. the freak besides a witch is, and a cleaner? <laughs> and Whoa. a cleaner. Yeah, come you on. You play games with the yeah. bro. <laughs> but no, she... she sweep yeah. your stuff up. <laughs> How would that well, go, you know? I don't know, but like the, the puns would write themselves if it was like a real like sporting event where someone's making was announcements. Was it a clean sweep? It was a clean sweep. Oh, he's cleaning them up. Take them to the cleaners. Oh my god! Oh man! <laughs> so anyways, we we could we could, uh, but anyways, the, her the one she was telling the story where you know she was afraid that to to go drive with her family to go play broom ball, you know, to go sweeping up or whatever, because if she wasn't at home, <laughs> uh, reading her Bible or praying or something, then something was going to go wrong and they were going to get in a car crash. 
And so, but that type of thing that they would basically instill fear and then try to, they were saying how they would, uh, he would try to make people do vows or he would allow them to, like, who wants to do a vow or something. So I'm going to make a vow that before I'm not going to do, uh, before God, um, uh, that I'm not going to do this or that. So, uh, Ginger was saying how, wow. um, when it comes to dating, so they're very much in courtship over dating right. and that, that's fine. Um, it's, it's different. Not fine. Don't, well, don't excuse okay. Me. It's terrible. <laughs> we, we, well, terrible. yeah. Well, there's some nuances to, to get into, um, but I don't, I don't mean all the courtship and purity culture, culture that as being brought out. I'm not saying sure. that's fine, but sure. um, but anyways, yeah. <clears throat> she was saying how she's afraid uh, to go to that. Well, yeah, but right. event. yeah, uh, but that was a that was a horrible laugh. <laughs> Listen, <to> <laughs> so I'm sorry. So anyways, uh, she was telling a story how you know they would do. Uh, he would ask people to do. Uh, uh, basically singleness vows. I'm going to be single for five years or 10 years. And she was like, you know, when you're 15, that, you know, that it, at least in that mindset, that's not that big of a deal. You're going to be 20 years old before you start dating, which is not really, and you have preferences and all that stuff, but, but you get my point. Like you're 15, you're pretty young. You know, you're definitely not going to marry someone at 15, 16 years old. Right. Uh, but when you're 20, 30 years old, taking a 10 year celibacy, single singleness vow, that's pretty messed up. And so basically all this stuff kind of comes out of like, hey, we're going to cherry pick this scripture here and take that one there and kind of tighten a bow and make it what we want. And so that is a, it's a big problem that people do. And yeah. no matter what group you're in, it doesn't matter if it's a business, if it's a religion, um, whatever it is, whatever it's a sporting event, whatever, people are going to try to take advantage of whatever the system is there uh, because we're humans. And as I like to say, humans are going to human. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. humans human are. Human, I'm just humaning right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyways. So, what are some, if you can think of any scriptures uh, that might have been taken way in a, in a wrong way or taken like a hyper literal that you would say is, yeah, that's probably a bad take. From my? For, from your perspective, uh, yeah. As far as my upbringing, yeah. what they did. Mm -hmm. So, um, the whole scripture that says uh, a woman shall not wear that. Which and this is all KJV because that's really all I know to quote. Right. But and that tells you something right there. But anyways, um, a woman should not wear that which pertaineth to a man. Okay. And so they use that to justify women staying in skirts, making sure they're mm -hmm. not wearing pants, even though they have specifically different characteristics about women's pants mm -hmm. than men's pants. Right. I don't they, know they're if different. you ever tried yeah. to put them jimmies on, but. Uh, <laughs> Good luck well, fastening all yeah. 17 buttons in the front. <laughs> like, live, I'm not even yeah. kidding, bro. They're, anyways, yeah, there's some distinctions between the two. and uh, But that was not, you know, it was just a broad spectrum blanket statement. Like, if I don't care if it's your husband's shirt that he wears to bed, you can't wear that. Mm -hmm. Man, that's, yeah. Because yeah, so, it pertaineth, right? It owns, it's being owned and used by a man. Right. So you can't change the sex of your shirt, bro. Yeah. Man, that's, well, yeah. They're that's how bad it is. Yeah, they're transing the shirts. No. Don't get so no, sorry. sorry. No. <laughs> we got the Catholics and all the other people coming out right. Oh, man. So something I've seen when people do this is their proof text is really weird. So when I say like your site, so if I, you make a claim and I say, well, how do I know that you're right? Like, like before I just take you at your word, sure. can we verify this? Yeah. And so I, I think Chris even mentioned this probably, I'm trying to work on an old memory here, was saying that somebody even mentioned that, um, I think along with the clothing is that if you look at the bathroom signs, women are in dresses Absolutely. and men are in just 
whatever a stick figure is yeah. for a man. Um, how does that work as Represent proof? That, your morality yeah. in the entire world? It doesn't. Yeah, right. That's, that's yeah. the thing. All it is is an analogy that somebody said and used and mm-hmm. twisted. Yeah, and here we are back at square one. Right. Why we're even talking about this subject? Mm-hmm. Because it's that easy. You it literally is. take your analogy that fits your program and your belief, and then you share that stuff to your entire congregation with the zeal and the fervor of quote unquote the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thus saith the Lord. And then people yeah. have to take you serious, right? Right. Because I'm up there preaching yeah. from God's perspective mm-hmm. to my life. Yeah. How do I not take him serious when, when he's saying to do away with the right. the Flintstones? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, gosh. Yeah, because that was a prehistoric yeah, uh, evolution, evolution yeah. stuff. That's a whole other fun topic to, to tackle a little bit from a, a biblical perspective. Um, and it's not just a, uh, well, you know, mm-hmm. anti-scientific. There's, there's, it's an interesting topic. But what that kind of gets me to, this is a thing I've been thinking about for a while. And in my experience... Uh, talking with people and, and even seeing interviews, people who tend to walk from away from their faith, like our age, millennials and younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I think I'm on the older cusp of millennials, but the point is, uh, millennials and younger, when they start to, the adults who are starting to walk away from their faith, what happens is uh, a lot of stuff that they would cite is that the teachers, the pastors, the preachers, whoever is in their life, that some authoritative person is supposed to speak on behalf of God, they would teach as a very cl- as something that's very clear in scripture what is their conclusion mm-hmm. about scripture right. so you know it, it's like saying um, what is it uh, you shall not murder right yeah. that's pretty clear that's don't not murder. don't take the to yeah. interpretation right whatsoever. i mean so so it's the it was a murder the innocent the, the unjust killing of an innocent life something along that nature sure. you know so that's pretty clear you, you shouldn't murder so but then when it comes to you know clothing men and women's clothing where's the line there you know What's like so? Is that super clear? Like women have to wear skirts. I think that's, that's a, not in the Bible either. Well, yeah. So, so, but here's my thought on that: is, um, at least from from this context here, is that again they're they're making a conclusion. Uh-huh. They say, okay, men should wear women's clothes, vice versa, you know. And they're therefore, how do we distinct? have a distinction between the two. Women can wear dresses or skirts. Men wear pants, and we should shouldn't do it there. Which, if that is your understanding, and you want to say, look, this is my conclusion, and be clear about that, that's fine. I might disagree with you, and that's open for discussion, or open to disagreement. We can agree to disagree, all that kind of stuff. But when you say, put the stamp of, basically, thus saith the Lord Mm -hmm. on there, Mm -hmm. on something that is not as clear as you think it is, Mm -hmm. it's a big problem. I can't tell you how many times I have seen people, both clergy and laity, you know, uh, you know, members of the churches right. and the and, you know ministers as well say it's clear in the Bible, and they'll point out a scripture. I'm like, okay, well, the words do say that, mm-hmm. but anyone who's studied the Bible or, or has tried to attempt to learn how to to study properly, you, you know that context is king. Yeah. You know, I had a with uh, before I even like knew understood context is king. I knew context was very important, um, and I had a nickname in college uh, briefly. It was called seventy three because when I. <laughs> 73. Can you guess why? Speculate wildly. Uh, 73. Nah, man, I don't know, man. All right. So if I felt like God was really laying something on my heart, there was a verse or two that was really being pointed out. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I would read, they would say about 73 verses of the surrounding context as I'm telling. So, like, Aaron, you know, I've. Just I've, provide you know, context. Just provide yeah. context. And not just in my own personal study, you know, because in the kind of the culture and community I was in, we're like, hey, man, I feel like, you know, God showed me. And so, we're very open about our relationship with God and sure. our growth and everything. And so, it was really great to kind of learn off of other people and uh, different perspectives, but still, you know, um, you know, searching, you know, after God. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be a two verse, three verse person. Yeah. I would say, yeah, here's this one verse. And here's these 73 verses around it that tells me all about it. And and that is something that is very important. You know, I think because context matters. You know, you, you again. So another thing, man, we could keep this going. But right. another very interesting thing is um, facial hair. Yes. My goodness. So I, there is a video. I don't know how long ago this was, but it is kind of uh, hit the rounds uh, several months ago. That there's this guy, uh, I think it's some some version of Holiness uh, Pentecostal. I don't know who he is, but he's uh, he's a little bit older. I think he might have been bald. I don't remember, but the, he was getting all hyped up and excited, like you would imagine a Holy Ghost preacher just at the peak moment of the mm-hmm. service, getting hyper and excited and sweating and mm-hmm. and going for it. And basically, the whole time was again as a "Thus saith the Lord" mm-hmm. uh, or so, something very close to that that men with facial hair are being too much like the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're supposed to be wholly separate from the world. And you're basically insane. You need to shave that beard and get in church is what kind of the gist of his message. But um, what, do, what do they make you do when you're in the army? Shave, right? Every I think you're, day. Every day. Not man. Periodically. Yeah. Every day. You have no mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. What does that represent? Uniform, right? Or... That, uh, and being put together. You're just, oh, okay, yeah, you're put together. Yeah. You're neater. Yeah. You're more presentable. Right. Beard's a little more scraggly and it's not So exact. let's take this a little deeper in everything that they organize together as a platform standard or mm-hmm. a structural standard within the movement mm-hmm. is based off of that. Okay. Would you wear flip-flops to church? Would you wear jeans with holes in them? Would you go see the president with that? Depends on the precedent. So the no, whole precedent <clears throat> being set mm, yeah. is the fact that you present your best to God. Right. And my argument to that is, why do that when he knows what trash you are? That's fair enough. Yeah. What are you covering up? Yeah. So, I mean, there is something, too, about presenting your best to God. Paul talks about um, that we are essentially present your bodies as living sacrifices. Um, but sacrifices were messy and dirty. Yeah. All men, all things. Right, right. But, um, you know, so if somebody wants to dress up really nice, suit and tie, tuxedo Mm -hmm. if they want to go to church, you know, and and that is the way that you are expressing your um, recognition and honor to God, go for it. God bless you. You know, honor God in the way that that is appropriate. Um, The problem is it starts going into pride. Oh, yeah. yeah, Well, that very well can certainly happen. I have achieved Mm-hmm. This status. Look at mm-hmm. look at the badges on my vest. Like right, it's metamorph. Uh, uh, what's the word? I just it's a metaphor. Metaphor. Okay, I about yeah. said metamorphosis. Yeah, so that's definitely. We not butterflied our way into that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it kind of evolves in that way. Mm-hmm. So, what I was getting at with bringing up the facial hair is right. like they It's more low key than what they understand. They don't. They mm-hmm. don't view. The principle as going, hey, we want to present ourselves the best to God. It's a principle about separation. But what they don't understand is that they there's so much brainwashing that has happened that you're actually being groomed to present your physical best to 
invisible God at a building every time church is open. Mm-hmm. So you're representing your your best for God. Uh, where is that ever scriptural? Uh, yeah, like in your presentation and everything. The only well, thing yeah. that it talks about is making sure your sacrifice mm-hmm. is spotless. And that's even Old Testament. Your sacrifice, because, right, they used to sin. Everybody sins still. Right. But back in the Old Testament, you They're did certain sacraments, spotless, certain sacrifices. Yeah. Spotless. Uh, you had to do <clears> blemish of your best. Blemish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you, were, if you were sacrificing a lamb or a goat or whatever it was you're supposed to sacrifice. So take that into context of how we're grooming people mm-hmm. in the church building. Yeah. Your sacrifice better look good. Or it's yeah. not going to be accepted. Yeah. I mean, that definitely is the experience of lots of people. Well, and... Mm. Yeah. I wish I could preach, <laughs> yeah. And Woo! so, it, it, to kind of finish my thought a minute ago, I'm not necessarily preaching against suits or... Or saying that you have to, you know, as a man or whatever. Um, and, and there definitely is a something to be said about modesty. And that goes both ways, you know. But um, the I guess the idea is, you know, if you wear shorts or jeans or whatever to church, it's, it is it, it is a lot less about your presentation to other people. It's about you expressing your worship, your honor to Jesus. Absolutely. Corporately together. Yeah. So you're, you're on your own as an individual or with your family mm-hmm. throughout the week. And then you're coming together once or twice a week. And you're you're in this kind of more corporate environment where you're all together worshiping and honoring God. And, I mean, in my opinion, I think it's a beautiful thing when you, you have a whole just range of different presentations that are all acceptable, obviously. Sure. Um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so I think that that's, a, that's a really important thing. And so I'm not going to... Uh, shame the person in a suit for wearing a suit. God bless them. If that's it, like, if you see that as your expression of honoring God, go for it. And if you uh, see like yeah. le- like not like really less clothing, but but more uh, more laid back clothing. <laughs> Whoops. Man told me yeah. come to church with less clothes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so if, yeah, less than a suit, but you know more than a bathing suit. <laughs> More Jeez. than your birthday suit. Please, yeah. for the love of God, yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, he honors the yeah. sacrifice no matter. Mm-hmm. So what what does it speak to you when you're in church, right? You got there on time. Your family's sitting there. Everything's organized. And you see somebody come in in a uniform just to make it to the service. What does that tell you? The uniform, you mean like a... I mean, very physical. Like, are they in a nurse outfit? Are they in a police oh, officer okay. outfit? Are they in, in scrubs? Are they in an army outfit? Mm-hmm. Did they just come from Costco with their work shirt on, their right. slacks? Like, what does that represent to you? When you see them come through the door, like, mm-hmm. what does that represent to you? Um, if you come in late, maybe you're as, as uh, late as me. No, <laughs> I do have a timeliness problem within a you know few minutes here and there. So but, not about but no, the lateness, uh, just right. about I, the fact that they push through whatever they're going yeah, through to absolutely. make it to church. Yeah, and that that is a That's good. That's not recognized. Yeah, people just don't view it that way. A mm-hmm. lot of times, what happens is is the pastor or leadership will think, "My God, I have sacrificed my time throughout all the mm-hmm. week." prepare this amazing sermon and you're barely showing up on time in your work clothes at that yeah yeah see i imagine yeah the other side of that is a is a human wanting help so desperately Mm -hmm. bad that they're willing to come unput together to your church yeah so in my experience growing up it's a little bit different i think my church was kind of coming out of some of that um 
when yeah. I was very young. Sure. There, I mean, of course, people were dressed up and everything. My mom, she was a single mother, two kids when she came to the door. Go and, mom. Uh, yeah, go mom. Absolutely. And uh, you know, she um, didn't have church appropriate clothing. But at the same time, she had that feeling of love and um, that they accepted her. They didn't look down on her, uh, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think at, you know, maybe after a while, if I can remember the story right, there were some of the, the older women in the church who basically tried to help uh, more of helping you grow in the faith a bit more and, and try to help. Okay, well, maybe don't wear clothes that are very revealing, you know, and, right. and not, again, not bathing suit, but, but, you, but, but, you know, that sort of thing where it's kind mm-hmm. of like, let's find at least that happy, you know, you know, ground there. A neutral area. Right. Yeah. And, and but there were also times I know where somebody I think was uh, really kind of turned off because somebody was wearing a hat in church and there's, you know, like, uh, was it the the shame for, uh, was it uh, was the men with long hair, there's a head covering, that sort of thing. And it is a practice to take your hats off. I mean, well, even, so head yeah. covering mm-hmm. is what I was talking about with right. with the women's hair. Mm-hmm. So that's, so it's, it's supposed to be wrong for a man to have their hair mm-hmm. covered. Right. Shout out to all you baldies out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you guys are holier than us for sure. Yeah. Shining it up too. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that's... Right. But there, there was one guy who was kind of... Uh, uh, I don't, it wasn't publicly from the pulpit, I don't think. But it was... A, it was he kind of felt a little more shame for wearing a hat in church. Uh, and I, I think very quickly, um, some of the leadership and the, the elders and the pastor of the church were like, okay, we really messed it up this time. We're, we're going to... We need, to, we need to work on that and fix that so yeah. that this does not happen. So, again, my, my church was kind of uh, coming out of a lot of that sure. um, around, the, you know, around the time when I was young, and that was really formative and everything. But when I first went to church, you know, uh, from my earliest memories, um, you know, my, my mom was like there every time that we were there, every time the doors were open. Right. We were wearing suits to church at five, six years old. Yep. You know, that, that whole thing. And, and that was, uh, man, I hated ties. I still hate wearing ties. But, you had a clip on guy. Right? Well, when I was young, but oh. not no, not now. Keep them together with me right now, Father God. Get the get to it, Will. At least I learned how to do the basic uh, tie knot as a man. You just you just got to right. Got that Wednesday. Yeah, get I think that that's Wednesday? what it's called. I don't remember. It's a Wednesday, but, yeah. yeah. I, I worked at a, a place one time as a hotel, and we had to wear a uniform. It was a suit. The jacket was optional, but why not? Right. Jacket in a box. No, it's <laughs> a jacket in a box. <laughs> I'm, oh I'm terrible, man, terrible. that was that, you know G, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, right. But uh, there was at least one guy who did not know how to tie a tie, so he had sure. And then he he really worked his way to get it done once, or maybe he had somebody help him do it, and he just never undid it all the way. Yeah, he'd loosen it, take it off, put it, and that's what that, I that thing too, was man. the size of a quarter after several months of this. So tight. Yeah, and so I actually drew him a diagram. Like, okay, there's a step by step guide, like a wiki how of how to do it. It wasn't mean or anything like that, but I was yeah, wiki, yeah, yeah, man. So I tried doing that. Then I think somebody, one of his supervisors, was like, well, somebody needs to draw him instruction on how to shave his beard. <laughs> so there like, we go. Like, okay, I, I might have, I might, I might have earned that one there. <laughs> but um, so Matt, let's talk about the the beard for just a second. Sure. What's the discussion you're having with somebody that says, look? You're not even right with God having that on your face. Okay. Um, well, I can you. Well, okay. So it depends on the situation. If it's a one-on-one, is this a very public thing or whatever? But so so here's but the two. It'd probably be a one-on-one. One, one-on-one. Sure. Um, so it's more of a one-on-one conver- yeah. conversation as opposed yeah. if they're confronting me. Sure. Like confrontational, I'll, I'll I'll go straight into 
where bring the receipts where's your proof you know <laughs> bring, how, 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 yeah, bring the receipts man uh, i'm gonna be that walmart receipt checker and i'm gonna check oh every single thing <laughs> All right. um, but if it, if they're more you know hey you know i you know i see this and i'm pretty sure you know i'm convinced in the bible that this is you know you know you're not you're not honoring god correctly because you have the beard i was i've asked maybe some questions like okay well how did you come to that conclusion mm-hmm. and and what like what brings you to this idea um, of that, so I try to do a lot more conversation. That's much my uh, preference uh, for any of this. But sure. again, if you come confrontational, I mean, I'm going to swing back to yeah, it, give me the you know, receipts. yeah, yeah. So it's like, t- show, show me how. And then when they point out scriptures, because I'm convinced that that is wildly incorrect. At best, you're taking uh, a principle, kind of like the IBLP with the yeah. doggers and all that stuff. Yeah, you're, you're taking a principle, um, or what you're, you perceive to be a principle, one or two lines of scripture. And you're fitting it into a modern context, which I understand what you're trying to do, but you, you're you throwing your conclusion at me as if it were a command of God. Mm-hmm. And one of the condemnations of, I think it was the Pharisees in the New Testament, was that they were teaching as commandments the doctrines of men. Mm-hmm. And that's a very important, you know, distinction. Like, like this mm-hmm. is, you know, again, you can have your, your distinctions in all of this. I'll go mention this very quickly, but uh, I've kind of heard this referred to as uh, Sabbath laws. So when Jesus came on the scene, like there was the law of Moses, what God gave them. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, the Sabbath, you're not supposed to walk as far. Or you're not supposed to bake foods. You kind of make them ahead of time and you eat there. And you're really supposed to rest mm-hmm. um, as much as you can. Body, soul, the whole the whole nine yards. And, um, you know, the, the Pharisees basically, and let me paint, paint it in the best light because some were more malicious. Some were, you know, really wanting to honor God. Sure. What they started doing is... Taking, okay, so let's just say, I'm making up some of the numbers because, you know, feet and meters and all that sort of stuff is different from old Hebrew today. But let's just say you... Cubits. Yeah, cubits, yeah. Let's say you couldn't walk more than, let's say, a a thousand yards on the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. okay? And if there is somebody who actually knows Orthodox Jew or uh, Catholic who knows this, whoever it is, is, uh, I would would like to know. I don't remember the text off the top of my head. Uh, I don't go exploring Leviticus all the time, but it is, you know, I I do read it. But anyways, so let's just say it's a thousand steps you can't take on the Sabbath. Um, they would start by saying, okay, you should only walk 850 steps on the Sabbath. And that's a good idea because if you have to take, an, I would say it's steps, it's like 850 yards or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, well, you know, so you're, you're shrinking that so that, uh, you don't, uh, you don't actually break the real law. Right. right. And yeah. so, but what happens over time is you make that shorter and shorter. And then what we said is law. What God said is... That's a good point. Yeah. And so that, that kind of thing happens, again, whether it's talking beards, clothing, or any of the other stuff that, that, you know, people are talking about. There's, you know, there's a truth of what the Word of God is. And there's... You know, Jesus says that, you know, take my yoke upon you, uh, for my burden is easy, and my uh, my, uh, my yoke is, is easy, and my burden yeah. is light. Um, and, and so one of the things that that makes con- uh, sense with is that, um, within context, the Pharisees, you know, they're adding all these extra rules. And I don't, I don't have a major problem with the Pharisees as much as... You know, some people say, oh, they're just pharisaical and this and that. Like, you wanted people to, to follow the law of God. You wanted people to, you know, f- but again, there were plenty of errors. And one of the biggest errors is they would lay on you all these heavy burdens mm-hmm. that was not yours to bear. And so when Jesus said, you take my yoke upon you um, and take my burden because it's easy and light, then you are relieving all the extra stresses and pressures of if I do this, all these bad things are going to happen. And so for like context like you or my, me, what I've grown up in, you're, you're in sin, you you know, you're not fulfilling holiness. You're not uh, perfect, you know, under God and okay. anything can happen. And then, you know, and again, bring it back to the Duggars a bit is that 
all these bad things are going to happen to you because you are outside of yeah. whatever it is. And so that was every youth camp, man. Yeah, it was all the stories about everybody that had their last chance. Man, yeah, kind of scaring you into yeah, salvation. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's that's a whole another discussion that might be fun to dive into later. Yeah.